back to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I'm Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan. We are the whole of the Warner Brothers Podcast. First time without Camden in a while. What's up, Keenan? How you doing? Just a duo today. I'm good. How are you? I'm excited. Excited. It feels like it's been too long again since we've podcasted. I'm just eager to... I've been talking at work for stuff. I'm just eager to talk sports, talk music, talk Feels everything. Feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. I know I'm you really had some dead. questions for me, so I can't wait to get into it. Uh, what's new, though? How, how's life right now? How's summer? How's, how's the Florida I'll, heat? How's everything? <laughs> the Florida heat's garbage. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The humidity. Like, when, um, when I came back from Vermont and we got off the plane... And we're so obviously we're in the AC uh, airport. We walk outside. It smacked you in the face. And I was like, I feel like I could cut the humidity with a knife. Like I could just take it and just like cut a hole in the humidity. So that it's not great. Uh, otherwise, though, you get used to it. Playing basketball outside is tough. Like you don't realize like it's hot, but then you don't realize how like heat fatigued you get until you really start playing. And then you're like, oh, man, I just don't have the energy. And it's 45 minutes in and you're like, oh, you blame it on not being in shape. And then you also realize it's this heat's actually real. So but otherwise work's going well. I actually got to promote it again. So work's going Congrats. well. School's going well. I'm just finished my 10th course or 10th month of nice. it. So everything else is nice. good. I mean. Pretty much since yeah. you left, it's been ridiculously humid here, or more humid than usual. Not quite Florida humid, mm-hmm. but more humid than our mm-hmm. summers usually get. Um, so I don't like it. You know, I hate yeah. humidity. I won't complain because, again, it's not nearly as bad as Florida, but we've definitely had a humid, muggy summer. Uh, beautiful summer. Uh, it, honestly, you know what? It feels like a Florida summer with all the storms we've been getting, all the unpredictableness yeah. we've been getting. So, But... Has things started to dry up? <laughs> slightly. Slightly. <laughs> uh, Still doesn't say the roads, I'm ass- the main roads, I'm assuming, but like, uh, it's like on, like behind the house, is it still like a lot of water or has it started to push, has it pushed back for the most part? Depends on the day, honestly. If we get rain, it fills up. Um, the, the rivers are high everywhere. It's, it's weird. It's really a weird summer, but, you know. Yeah, it really is a Florida and summer. And I'm not. I'm not getting in ball as much as I'd like. That's partly because, you know, my schedule and such. But I definitely feel like I need to play ball. I feel like uh, I'm feeling it in my body. You know what I mean? I feel like I've gained like 15 Mm -hmm. pounds this summer. So (laughs) I need to get back out on the court. You got got that freshman 15 just what it feels like. Actually, I I haven't played since the night. No. Well, I played when you came up. That's the last time I've uh, I've played. And before that, I was at least shooting around like three, four times a week. I haven't even been able to do that really. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, yeah. it's been low I've, key here. Just making money and such, but, you know. Yeah, I've been up, I've been upset myself, honestly, because I haven't played as much as I normally would because what I would do is I'd go at like six in the morning at this like place in Seminole Rec. It's, it's like $5 and there's, it, there's no one in the gym. So I'm just getting in shots and just, I'm kind of do drills or whatever. It's like 6 a.m. And so it was great. And then sometimes after work at like three and maybe there was like four people in the gym at max. Like there's real, rarely every, anyone hmm. in there. So if I want to just get my own solo work in, it's fine because of where Seminole Rec is. They have a couple like men's league quote unquote nights where like just pick up nights where people can go from certain a lot of times. Hmm. But 
I've gone to that a couple times now. It's not bad. It's actually pretty solid. But Not bad at all. Now, with it being summer, kids camp is from seven to five and then like they have like every other night they have something going on until the gym's closed at like eight which is upsetting so i haven't been able to play basketball and go around and shoot like i wanted to small window but other than it's very small window which is upsetting these damn kids (laughs) (laughs) damn kids but other (laughs) otherwise uh everything's going well but enough about me and my lack of being able to play basketball i'm gonna so about two weeks ago at work on a Sunday, it's me, Daniel Reed, and my guy Princey. We're working Prince. back in footwear. Yeah, that's a given uh, name. That's not a nickname. Well, is that no? That's a given name. His name's Princey. The first time I've ever heard the name Princey. It was the first time I ever. It was the first time I ever heard it either. So, I uh, well, I also worked with a miracle. That was the first time I've ever heard like a miracle. Was she a stripper too, on the side so. too? Uh, no, <laughs> no, she was unfortunately she wasn't. She didn't work at Diamond Dolls, but uh, <laughs> but so we were talking and we were just having a conversation. Who are and I'm gonna? I'm not gonna just. Uh, so who is the greatest artist of our generation? This is any genre. This I'm gonna go from say '04. I mean, I, my generation and your generation, because of the five-year gap between us, is a touch different. As my generation more so starts probably 07-ish, yours would start 02-ish, and maybe even like early I mean, 90, like late 90s depend- for you. It, it all depends. Depending. I think, I think a lot of people, talk to. I think a lot of people, when they say my generation, I kind of assume they go by like from ages like 16 and up is kind of how I take it. Um. See, but like for enough, me, I always go me, I, like twelve, like eleven, ten, like right. roughly. I think, like you, I think I started seriously getting into music around eleven, eleven, twelve. You know, I was, yeah, I was burning CDs in that era, like at nine, ten years old, but not really knowing. I do remember, but not that. really knowing what you know what I mean. Not knowing my taste as much, just seeing mm-hmm. what I liked on BET and MTV, burning it. Yeah, and you know. Still songs that I listen to today. You know, I remember burning Song Cry by Jay-Z. I had no business listening to Song Cry as a fourth grader. Like, I didn't know what the fuck that all meant. You know what I mean? Um, but, like... Was, for me, it was uh, Frank Ocean. Uh, Frank Ocean, Channel Orange. It's 2011 for me. You're I'm in high school. 13. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, 13, oh, you, 14. I like, you were I, high school by I then. get some references. Um, yeah, I'm entering okay. high school. So, okay. like, I'm 14, like, going into high um, school. Um, yeah, like fourteen. I get some of the references, not all. Fourteen of them. and up, like, like I, I think kinda... I think people would consider Frank Ocean like my generation. You know, I think Frank Ocean's around my age. He was probably early twenties, if not younger, when he came out with that album, <clears throat> coming off of Nostalgia Out, Al- mm-hmm. Nostalgia Ultra. Um, so I think that'd be considered I... my generation. But that's also when you're listening to a heavy. So yeah, that would blend both generations right there. Um, you're... Like Eminem and Jay Z. They're more your generation. Like they, they've basically gone through both, so they're technically mine too. Yeah. But like, like when early J, like when he's like putting out music more consistently, and obviously early M, that's that's your generation. So I'll break that down. Like, so like Fab's more your right. Too. So like Jay Z, like I just said, Blueprint, two thousand one. I'm in fucking fourth grade. Uh, I'm <laughs> listening to it then, but right, and I'm listening to 
like Jay-Z Blueprint 3, that would technically be my generation, even though I was listening to Jay-Z in the Blueprint era. Like, not heavily listening to Jay-Z, but yeah. his, what you would consider my era, he's towards the end of his run. Like, he's in the second half of his career where, like, yeah. Drake is now. Yep. Right? So. Yep. But, like you said, you were listening to music seriously probably around 11, 12 is when you started getting into it. So, someone like Jay-Z and Eminem or whoever else from that era, 50, Kanye, all them, you know, you're hearing it from me and my friends. So it seems like your era. Yeah. So you do have more of a palette. We're getting off topic That's here, but so if we're going to say of the last, it's 2003, if we're going to say from the last 20 years, who's the biggest artist? And if we... Yeah, 20 years makes it just a kind of concrete, You, like who's the greatest, like you can put a top seven, five, whatever you want on it. We were talking about it and I just have a couple names that I wanted to I bring up. I think you would have to say, I'll give my answer, then I'll give this rebuttal to that i would probably say beyonce i would have to say she's been the most consistent mm -hmm. you have arguments for kanye you have arguments for drake 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 yeah. plays drake plays the alg excuse me the algorithms well so he'll do we've mentioned this before yes. he does what's current right he's actually supposed to be yes. dropping an album maybe by the end of this month so uh, we'll see what that sounds like maybe it'll be more of a mm -hmm. true to drake sound maybe it'll be you know Last mu last one was house music. I've heard this could be an R and B album, which would be true to Drake. You know, um, his his album Twenty One yep. that was obviously more trap based. That's more of an Atlanta sound. Um, so that that I'm still confused about because like I listened through that again the other day, and that just that feels like a Drake album on Twenty One Beats with like a couple Twenty One kind of because that's that's like how I feel like, like just like Drake was like seventy like seventy percent of it. It felt that's like. how I feel about the names escaping me. Oh, uh, what a time to be alive! I feel like that's a future album featuring Drake. Like that's without a doubt future sound. Um, Drake's been on this trap yeah. sound for so long though. I feel like this her loss album. I feel like it suits him more, and I feel like he was really barred up yeah. on that album. Um, but to my point, Kanye's had some controversy. He's still a huge artist, right? Like regardless of the controversy, of the next time he drops, it's going to be a big deal. Drake, I feel like you, Drake's very polarizing. You get very either side of the coin opinions of Drake, even though he's the most yep. listened to artist, right? Beyonce though, I feel yeah. like her fans are the most rabid, um, She's absolutely been consistent. Every time she drops, it's a big deal. It's crazy to think, like, it was this time last year she dropped her album, right? And now she's on her world tour right now, which is supposed to gross over a billion. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed not to say her. I mean, you could, make, you could make arguments for a lot of people. My rebuttal to that, I'm obviously not in tune with this genre or with this artist, but, you know, people are trying to compare Taylor Swift to some of the biggest artists of all times because because of how her tour is doing right now this summer and the numbers she generates every time she comes out. Now, I don't listen to Taylor Swift She's at there. all, but from my understanding is she kind of seems sort of like Drake, very polarizing. People either love her or hate her. Uh, Drake is a perfect comparison if you're going like cross genres for her. Like Drake, it, like she has to be... She's so big, she has to be like thrown in at least into the conversation because... When we think our generation, we think just R&B, hip-hop, because that's mostly what we listen to. And that's obviously the most popular sound right now is hip-hop. Like, you hear it even in pop songs. You hear that bass line, that kind of hot hip-hop beat to it. But, like, you just have 
obviously, like Ariana Grande, Halsey, people like that. Even I mean, Taylor Swift has a remix with Ice Spice on it. So like that, like so like that that alone, just letting you know that hip hop is like the predominant music, and then people are going going towards that. But like Taylor's gotta be in the conversation. I'll I'll say this about so, her. So like it's go good for her too. She's gotta be in like the at least has to be. In I'll the say this from what I've heard from fans of hers or for just from general talk I've seen on the internet is that she does continue to grow as an artist apparently and continue to get better as an artist. I wouldn't yes. know, but you know, you don't, your hardcore Drake fans might say that, but there's a lot of people who say Drake's falling off. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm in that camp. Uh, I think Drake's very savvy, very ever growing or, you know, trying to hit what's hot on the algorithm, this and that. He's very savvy with how he puts out music, which I feel, mm-hmm. from what I gathered, Taylor Swift feels the same. I think she kind of bends genres yeah. to whatever. I, I again, I don't know, but from what I do, I know a little more. I don't really listen to her heavy, but like she does. I know uh, listening to like her last, like folklore or something like that. Like it came out like twenty twenty one. I've listened to like a few, like here and there. I'll listen to just a couple Taylor tracks. And her sound from 2008 with teardrops on my guitar to her sound today is completely different. She obviously had bad blood in like 14 with Kendrick on it. So like, like like her sound has like evolved over the years. And I think you see that with a lot of the younger pop stars, like Miley, her sounds evolved, like Ariana Grande, her sounds evolved. Like you see the younger pop stars who kind of almost, I mean, they're different because they're TV, but Taylor felt kind of like that TV girl. That's, that's very like, much why well, Drake, like with that's artists. very much why Drake falls into the category of pop rap is pop artists yes. often do evolve their sounds a lot. A, because they're growing, but B, because they're, I don't want to say chasing, but they're kind of setting the tone for what's popular. And in pop music, what you're doing yep. is, you know, it's not just your artistry. I mean, there's so much money that goes into radio and stuff like that. It, you could put out dog shit and the radios are going to play it because you're being paid so much to play this music. Um Mm-hmm. You know, in a case like Miley Cyrus, she does seem like a very original artist to herself, you know, true to herself. I don't listen yes. to her, but from what I catch, you know, if I catch a song on the radio here and there, I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds like she puts effort in. She's not just a machine mm-hmm. here, which Drake's. She's a true musician. Which Drake, if you don't listen to him, he can very much sound like microwave rap, but I, he really isn't. You know, his albums do have depth to him. Um, they don't. They might the not have singles some singles co- are microwave. Right. The, the the if you listen to like certified lover boy, like you like girls want girls feels just like this is kind of the hot sound. That could that could have been any rapper song. song. If you go that could have been any rapper song kind of thing. But something like Love All with Jay Z, like that that's gonna be something that's more Drake. And you're that's that's him putting effort into the music. So like you it, he is you're so right when you say plays with the algorithm. It's like I'ma put these these hits like in too deep. I'm gonna put those out. Rich flex. I'm gonna do that, but then I'm gonna give you guys the people who actually like me. I'm gonna give you middle of the in ocean. Too deep's a great song. Where I'm just gonna go. Oh no, I'm not. And like that's the thing about it is they're not only bad songs. But like, uh, what's so, the like, one? Some of his like. What's the one? Uh, slide. Oh no, sorry. In too what's deep. What's the one? Uh, Tootsie slide. slide. Like that one's that that's one was what, clearly for TikTok. Slide. You know what I mean? Uh. Oh, and no, I meant In Too Deep wasn't the one I was thinking of. Sorry. I meant Too Sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was very too much sexy. a radio. That, that's yeah, the one. I, sure. that, was one no, sorry, that was the one I was thinking of. 
Uh, that was like a radio thing, but then you've got other like he's got he hits both and he does it perfectly for him because he gets his numbers, but he also I'm I mean I'm a Drake fan. I think that I like two 2012, 2013, 14 Drake. That's gonna be my favorite. That's my favorite era of him. If Drake was dropping tomorrow, well, I'm listening to. I him. mean he's like he's I'm dropping so, like I'm still I'm he's not dropping tonight unless he surprise drops. I believe Travis is yeah. dropping next Friday, so I. Highly doubt Drake would drop, but he, uh, he has to be coming in August. Uh, he just came out with some sort of poem book where he's got like one word a page yeah, or some shit like that, or like basically a haiku a page or some shit. Um, and he said, you know, for all the dogs that's coming out, he's got the branding, he's got the, you know, he's got clothing representing that. So it's coming. I it's got to be before mm-hmm. September, I would guess. I would imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And supposedly Kanye's working on Same. some new music. Um, I would throw Weekend into that too. Weekend's grown himself into a fucking phenomenon as well. I don't think he's nearly as big as Beyonce, um, but he's definitely. I'd have to. I mean, you know, Beyonce. When you say that, Beyonce's again twenty plus years in the game, so she's got the legacy fans on top of still putting out quality music and putting effort into her music on top of again her she's got destiny's child her rabid fans you know the beehive is a fucking real thing you know what i mean um you know uh two people that i wanted to mention real quick um i did want obviously kendrick i think kendrick kendrick is weird because like he doesn't always have the mainstream acclaim but like like when you think of when i think of greatest of our generation i think greatest artist of our generation he might be like top three like if you're just thinking about the music he puts out and like how good the music is but then when you think about it he's not gonna sell he's gonna sell great but he's not gonna sell like drake right he doesn't he's, he's not, not gonna, gonna, gonna sell like prime he's not M. gonna have radio hits he's not gonna it's not gonna have radio hits no that that's why and uh that's why damn was interesting because damn actually got like loyalty was a hit love was a hit dna was a hit uh, there's one more that I'm think I'm missing right now. That was another hit, but like those were like legit. A uh, humble, humble was like those were legitimate. Like him going for hits, kind of. And I don't even think he was like, going for it. Like, I think he just had the right sound. Well, not really going get for the it, right but sound. It was yeah, the, the right, sound was a hit. You know, there's a there's a great argument to be made because that came out. I always forget. Was that 2016 or later? 2018. Set 2017 April 14th. Man, if he would have dropped in 2019 or during the pandemic before, uh, the Mr. Morale album like right in between, he has even more of an argument for it. The fact that he waited a full five years, it hurts his case, kind of, because someone made a good argument, you know? The fact that he is such a big artist and he waited so long, it didn't really matter. He could have put out a bad album, and guess what? He still would have had all those listeners just off of hype, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Oh, of course. But he delivered, because of course Kendrick delivers. He's an amazing artist. Uh, But he's you can't really put him in the class with... Beyonce, he's more of in a class of, you know, of a prior generation like a Lauren Hill or like a, a three stacks but to a greater level, because he is more mainstream mm-hmm. just as far as being recognizable. Um, that's a great question. So yeah. what did what did y'all answer at the store? What, what was so, Beyonce was definitely in that conversation. The name, uh, Kanye was in that conversation. Someone we haven't mentioned yet that I wanted to definitely bring up that I think deserves at least a consider like conversation like Rihanna is one of them that we talked about a little bit just because she's obviously she doesn't hit the same way like the same level as Beyonce, 
but she does have hits throughout a like tr- pretty much a twenty year. She's another. No, I mean like, no, I just mean like I don't think her fan base and everything is at the level of Beyonce. Mm. I don't mean that like she's, she's a, not. She's got a pretty. I think that she's a little. She's got a pretty rabid. They're, they're rabid. She's got a pretty rabid fan base along with Beyonce. She's the she, Navy's. The she's Navy's another crazy. one. If she, her last work she dropped was two thousand sixteen. If she would have dropped in, you know, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, and then again after the Super Bowl. You know, you could put her more so in this conversation, but she hasn't dropped in a full seven yeah. years now. Uh, this January, it'll be eight years, which is crazy. I don't think Rihanna will ever drop another album. I don't think Cardi B will ever drop another album unless she absolutely has to. Um, you know, it's been. You think she? You think she can just get away with going on features? Absolutely. She's just as relevant, if not more relevant, than she was. I believe it was 2018 when she dropped, or 19. And she's just as relevant today and has only either put out singles or 18, I think, or been on features. You know, I mean, tomorrow, too, that's one of the features of the last 12 months. And, you know, she hasn't dropped an album again in four or five years here. So, I mean, you know, Cardi's Mm -hmm. pretty unassailable. She's done amazing with her brand. Obviously, we're supposed to be talking about artists of the decade or artists of this generation. But... It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me how relevant Cardi has maintained herself to be without dropping any real new music. She's just done singles here and there. Uh, She's just as relevant on social media. She keeps her Instagram strong. That girl is smart. She is such a smart businesswoman. She's only going to continue to grow. Her personality is genuine. But, you know, I'm Team Cardi all day. So, you know, I'm a fan of everything she's done with her career. But, uh, you know, as far as other artists. There's one other person I haven't mentioned. Chris Brown. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, someone, he's he's great and he's yeah, he's I, got a core fan base, but and he's put out amazing music. He's put he truly has put out great music, but you know, he's had such a tumultuous time in between there like in the early 2010s where mm-hmm. he was very controversial um and very off-putting. That, that's the thing that hurts him, but like when you're like the music aspect of it, like, I mean, obviously there's more than just music when you're talking greatest of a generation, which is why also like when we talk greatest of all time, basketball wise, we add a little bit more into it. Cause it's not only just the basketball aspect. That's why Mike feels like, cause Mike, like that's just a conversation I'm not getting into, but that's kind of like a, some of the points that we've pointed out when we've talked about it. The one Chris Brown did. should be but in that like, conversation. There was been, there's been no one more prime for music, that. It, than Chris Brown and he ruined yeah, it you know I mean he had, the, he had the incident with Rihanna and then ever since then the music's been consistent he's put out again amazing music since then he's just himself as a public figure been so off the rails and you know here and there and then puts out 40 track albums he's done stuff that you can't really do like Beyonce could put out a 40 track album but like okay you know what I mean Chris Brown can kind of get away with it because mm. he's not as big as Beyonce. You know what I mean? Beyonce put that out, it, more, and uh, yeah, her fans are so rabid. Yeah, they'd kind of eat it up, and somehow that'd be a number one album. Chris Brown can do it to the quality he does and kind of fly under the radar. Beyonce can't do that. You know, I don't. There's probably somehow people out there that don't know Chris Brown put out like a forty track album here. What six years ago? Five six years ago? Um, yeah, no, that and. It had some hits. It did. Like, quality like, music on there. It had some like legitimate quality music. Like, it, Chris Brown's one of the greatest talents to come out in the last 20 years, just period. He can rap, he absolutely. can sing, he can 
dance like no other. Like you could argue he's the greatest. You could argue he's a better dancer than Michael Jackson. I'm not gonna say he's a better performer than Michael Jackson, but you could make an argument. He's a better dancer. No, dance wise, he's he can really dance. Like he can really he, <laughs> he can really he dance. really can he he can really like dance, Brown, but he can no, dance. he there's just nothing he can't do. Like, cause he can even mm-hmm. rap fine. Like, he doesn't even like his rapping's fine. Like, so he there's nothing he can't do. That incident really took away from his star. Like, he could have he, he could have bounced back. He did it. He did it to him his own self. He had like I said, he had a run in the early yeah. Twitter era where he was just fucking wilding, like wilding, like mm. you know, with his own public's personal life. I should say personal life into the public eye. And he's just done stuff that, you know, much like the game, the game and rap. He's someone who could have been a mega, Mm -hmm. mega, mega star. But he does such just like you'll just start beef with anybody, start talking shit. You'll just do stuff that someone of his caliber shouldn't do to where it dimmed his star a little bit. Now he's put his last two albums I've come on here and said are like as good of albums I've heard from anybody. And those two, not coincidentally, yep. I guess, like Chris Brown, are very long albums, like 25-track albums. And there is as good of music as yep. you'll find by any artist. Name an artist. That's, they're as good as albums as that, good as music as that. But you just don't hear about it because his star has dimmed, which is normal for someone who's been in the game that long. But those two, which I haven't really thought of until right now, took a very similar path as far as being self-destructive to their yeah. stardom. Um, I do want to throw out... One thing I want... Go on, I was go thinking, on. I've thought of this, and I'm sure this isn't a new take at all, or a new thought, but I was thinking, like, cause we're comparing this to Beyonce, we're talking about Chris Brown, and the, uh, you know, the incidents he's had, the controversies he's had, and I was thinking how Beyonce in her entire yeah. career, the only incident or controversy you could say has happened was the alleged infidelities that Jay-Z had which turned into Lemonade, which turned into 444. I... Which turned into two of the greatest albums of the generation. So, I have a theory about that. (laughs) I have a theory about that. We don't know much about the relationship. Like, when they got married, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't remember. I think it was in high school when they got married. So you were younger. But I'm pretty sure it was like a secret wedding. Like, there wasn't paparazzi. There wasn't press. People found out through details weeks later i believe i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure that's what happened um the birth of blue ivy that was kept pretty private i believe you know much like Mm -hmm. rihanna kind of did with the only you only saw about the only thing you really knew was that she was pregnant pregnant because she did love on top at the mtv awards i believe and then at the end unbutton the and then you saw kanye and jay-z going crazy because like kanye just like that that's the only reason why you knew she was pregnant and then you didn't really hear much about it right so, but as you hear, people consider Jay-Z the GOAT or definitely the most important artist of the last generation, correct? We don't get Kanye mm-hmm. without Jay-Z. Kanye arguably doesn't fair. become what he is without Jay-Z, that Rockefeller brand, whatever. Very fair. But the biggest artist, and then Beyonce, we just consider her possibly the best artist of this past generation, right? The greatest. Yep. So that's two of the biggest artists, most important artists, flat out of the last 50 years, right? And I just said how... They've kept their relationship pretty private. Before yep. Lemonade comes out, leading up to that, like months leading up to that, there was constant rumors of Jay-Z and Beyonce living apart. This and that. You're hearing details leak about their relationship. And then I'll, I'll never forget this. I went to a Cat Williams show in Connecticut. On my way back, the next day, 
in the afternoon. I'm in I'm in the that. car. I look at my phone. <laughs> I have no idea. I look at my phone and I see shit. Like again, this is the middle of the day. Lemonade premiered the night before, and everything about Lemonade and the the visual. Because if you remember, Keen, there was like a visual to it. I believe like. That's how it dropped. Yep. There's a visual. That shit was all it, trending yep. and what happened with Jay-Z and the accusations. And of course, the Beehive, like, you know, decoded who Becky with the good hair was and all that. Like, this was all, like, top trending still, like, 18 hours later, right? Yes. So that all happens. That Like, that's how big of a deal that was. I can't explain how big of a deal Lemonade was. All right? Yes. So that happens. That is arguably the biggest I don't know if that's the most famous she's been, but I don't know. That was a huge moment in her career. It's it, that and then probably oh seven, eight ish. All the way through like there. That right. whole entire era, she was monstrous. Ever since Crazy in Love, really. Yeah. Ever since single ever ladies. Since um I was gonna say single ladies was like I'm just thinking like certain like particular moments, single ladies, she was like Then four 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 there. I mean she's always Then four 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 comes out maybe a year and a half later. I don't know. I don't know what the timeline is. Album's very well received. It's almost viewed as a response album to Lemonade. Um of, you know, Jay Z owning his stuff, being mature about it, basically being like, hey, you know, don't cheat on your girl even if your girl's beyond like whatever. (laughs) Whatever. My point is here, Keenan both late in their career, especially Jay-Z, well into his 40s when this album releases. There's part of me thinks there was never any real uh, tension in the marriage. For someone who, for two people who keep their relationships so private, for them to all of a sudden have details leak. And then again, Lemonade, I believe, I could be completely wrong, maybe I was just ignorant, I believe Lemonade was a surprise drop. I be- it was, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a surprise. So drop. even the videos and all that. No one knew Lemonade. So that comes out. She's accusing no Jay-Z of all this. They never split up during that time, as far to anyone's knowledge. 444 comes out, again, as a response album, year, year and a half later. That's very well received. Um, consp- and then the conspiracy joint album. And the joint album. The conspiracy part of me believes that was all to keep their name hot, which Beyonce very much did not need at that time. But controversy never hurts. I believe that very much helped Jay-Z. Um, and yeah, part of me just wonders how much of that was actually real. How much was there ever really infidelities on Jay-Z's part? Was there ever really, you know, I just don't know. I'm not saying, you know, those are two of the last people you'd expect to do some fake shit for clout, for listens, for all that. But there's definitely a strong part of me who believes maybe that was, uh, yeah. you know, more entertainment than uh than fact mm-hmm. that's i could be completely that's wrong interesting i've never even thought about it i like i like the th- i like the process i like the thought process thought. i've never thought about that in my life yeah. but i very much like that idea I because I, I have to believe it because it, it'd be it, who, who it, am i to insult it, it's not out of the realm of possibility who am i to insult that so who am i to insult the artistic vision of one of beyonce and one of jay-z who would who am I to do that? But at the same time, mm. it's very convenient that details of their relationship started coming out six months or so before. And the, the great elevator incident with Solange, uh, that was a classic day on Twitter. That was that was a, mm. an amazing 48 hours of Solange attacking Jay-Z in the elevator and that video being released. And then all that leads to Lemonade. And By the way, Solange... And beyond, uh, Solange... Like, 
has the best artistic period during of her career during that time as well. She puts out a classic album. Uh, it was all very beneficial for the three. Now that I'm thinking more of that, like I never even put that together either. Like Solange is kicking Jay-Z's ass in the elevator. She comes out with her best album. Lemonade's arguably Beyonce's best album. And then Jay-Z in the twilight of his career comes out with 444. All within a span of, I don't know, three one years. One of his best. I was going to say one of his better albums. Yeah. And I mean, I don't um, really go back to it much, but it's a not mature his best, one. But like it's one of his work. better, it's one a of good work for sure. Yeah. Um, it was important when it came out, and uh, yeah, because I was gonna say Solange, that came. I would say the Solange thing happened, and then uh, I believe Beyonce. What was the name of that album? It was the 2014 album, one right before. I think it was just called Beyonce. Because I think it was. I think With that was one of his Beyonce, which was a yeah. A, because we on flawless, she says, of course, them shams just go down with a billion dollars on the elevator. So, yeah. So that, that <laughs> was in the response the to elevator that incident happened in 2014. Lemonade drops in 2016. Am I correct with that? With that timeline? Yep. Yes. Because I was right yep. after Prince passed. So 2016. Yes. So, yeah. Two years of of stuff building up to this. April so maybe 23rd. I'm maybe I'm wrong. Um. But as I say, it's interesting. But that so that was just the first thing, and I I love the inch. I I think Beyonce is probably the answer, because she stayed out. Like the only controversy wasn't even her. Like she kind of she's been like a model citizen throughout the entirety of her career. Obviously, she's had monumental moments, monumental performances. Her tours sell like more than pretty much anyone ever. So like. She's up there with, like, greatest entertainers of all time. Like, you put, like, she's in the mic class, even though you put Mike ahead. Can I? Like, I'm she's so, around. I'm like, so she's glad, a, Keenan, oh, you mentioned his she, name. I would, uh, Mike's different, but, like, I feel like she, if there's a here, like, she's, like, here. Does that make sense? I would say Michael Jackson is in a class of his very own. Of his very, very, very okay. own. Would you put her in a Prince class? No, because Prince is also in a class of his very own. Prince, do you and it's Mike and Prince like this? No, or Mike and Prince. So like here's this? the thing: Michael Jackson is probably the most famous person to ever live. All right, Prince, who I'm not as well versed in, who I'm not as well versed in, what I gather and I do, I've you know I've listened to Purple Rain thoroughly. Like I've listened to that album quite a bit at one point, like especially after he passed. And he's put out a lot more music than Mike, possibly, probably not all together, because Michael Jackson's been famous since he was fucking five years old. But Prince is probably the most talented artist to ever live. Like, I've heard people say Prince is the greatest, and I wouldn't know shit about this. I don't listen to rock. But people say Prince is, like, the greatest guitarist to ever live. Like, talk about whoever you want to talk about for famous rock bands and, like, whoever your famous uh, guitarist would be there. There's been people of that genre who are classic guitarists. Jimi Hendrix would be also right? up there. But there's people who are classic guitarists who say Prince is the best guitarist they've ever heard. And that's not even his genre of music. So Prince is much more multifaceted yeah. than most artists. Uh, I guess someone you could mm-hmm. compare to Prince now would be her. She seems very multifaceted. She's very influenced by Prince. Anderson and Anderson Pack. Pack. Though, pop, they're more in that ilk. I think They're more in that ilk and still not, mm-hmm, he still not Prince. Now, Keenan, Michael Jackson, I'm so glad you mentioned him yeah. because people dared bring up someone we just mentioned before, Taylor Swift, in the Michael Jackson breath. People have brought up Beyonce in the Michael Jackson breath. People are even bringing up, like I saw a tweet Meek put out the other day. Meek's putting out, putting Weekend in the Michael Jackson conversation. 
Now, like we've talked about how famous. Also, Nicki Minaj, we didn't mention. I, just I was going to mention something about her. We'll she, go back to her because she's got a rabid fan base, too. She's, yeah. yes. she's a different conversation. So I just thought about it, so I wanted to say it out loud before she's I She's a different conversation, but you can make a strong, yep. maybe definitive argument. Like, there might be no argument that she's probably the biggest female hip artist, hip-hop artist ever. But yeah, as far as Michael Jackson goes, so <laughs> when people... We're putting Taylor in the conversation because of how well her tour is doing over the past summer, you know, over the past couple months, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they put out reminders here and there, you know, about how big MJ was. Shit. They put out a video of Michael Jackson where all he did, he came out. Was raises. Just came out, stood on the stage. I know what And people about. passed out for 90 seconds straight. And then this dude took off his sunglasses <laughs> You would have thought, like, I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, you would have thought, like, God himself ascended. Like, that's how people were acting. Mm-hmm. And that was regular for Michael Jackson. Uh, you will never see that type mm-hmm. of stardom. Uh, you will never see that type of popularity. Um, Only thing I can compare it to, possibly, I don't fully know as much, would have been the Beatles. Apparently. Like, I'm just thinking. Apparently. Like, the, like from, I don't know as much, but, like, from what I heard, obviously, people were crazy about Elvis. And then people were crazy about the Beatles. Like, when they went somewhere, everything was shut That's down. Like, the Beatles were in town. Thing, like, it's same with Mike. Where If Mike was in your town, it was shut down. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, I, whatever was going on. I'll put it like this. Happen. I'm sure, well, I'm, I'm guessing Paul McCartney's in his 70s now. I'm sure when Paul McCartney does a show, I'm sure it sells out. I'm sure he doesn't tour anymore because of his yeah. age. But I'm sure when he does a show... Like, Billy Joel is of an older generation. Anytime he does Madison Square Garden, it sells out, right? If Michael Jackson were still here, God rest his soul. If he was still here, he'd be in his 60s. And if he was putting on a tour right now, it would be just as big as Beyonce on tour, just as big as Taylor Swift on tour right now in his 60s. Like, I've never seen stardom like Mm -hmm. that. The only thing close to it I've seen is Michael Jordan, you know? That's why, you know... Jackson, Jordan, Tyson. That's why that was a thing. That was a bar originated by Biggie. Game six. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, Jay-Z put his flip on it. But, you know, Jordan, and, and, I mean, LeBron's hella famous too, don't get me wrong. But at, both MJs are in a class by themselves. And even Michael Jackson is a step Michael, higher than Michael Jordan, if you can Mi- even. Michael Jackson's to Michael, to Beyonce, like Michael Jordan is still LeBron. That makes sense. In a way. In a way. But. Like I, you could re- like if you wanted to cross like music to sports, LeBron and Beyonce could be a very like they're produced for so long at such a high level. They've done some of the greatest things we've ever seen. They've been professionals throughout their entirety of their career. They can both be. Here's the difference. Here's like, the difference uh, with MJ, Michael Jackson, to anybody. He's been this famous, this talented. I say this like he's still alive, but you know, till his death. He had been that famous, that talented, that important to the since he was five, you know, uh, a superstar since you were five. No real slip ups until he had the allegations against him. Forty five years of superstardom is no, there will never be there. Like he's a one of one, like a one of fucking one. Absolutely. And same with Prince, but his own. Here's the thing. It's different. And fair. And also to Beyonce to like not to trying to make it like downplay or anything i think that she had no possibility to be that makes sense i just think that the way that the way social media and things are now you can't have the same kind of 
Start. I disagree. I I did because I I just I feel like there's a little bit of a mystique, and I I uh, an artist that we didn't mention like and kind of that I want to mention in this because she kind of had that trajectory not fully trajectory but Britney was, Spears so like her early I was just Britney, about to mention like that Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson not that she was gonna be Michael Jackson but that kind of like oh my God Britney's in your town like, so that's here's happen. what I'd say like there was a time when be uh Britney in sync which would be Justin Timberlake who was the biggest star out of that yeah they were two of the biggest stars on the planet right Beyonce's and Destiny's child at that time yep. she obviously was just as famous because you know her solo career pops off like any other she became just as popular as Recently, them right yeah. um they all could have done it we've seen what happened with Britney she's she's had her issues ever since you know um yeah Justin Timberlake kind of worked his way out of music he got more into acting Beyonce she she's been just as consistent of an artist but she's had years off here and there um and she was tied to Mm jay-z as well which you know goes along with her brand whereas mj Mm -hmm. was always about the music which i'm not saying beyonce's not because she very much is but you know i don't think there was like clothing brands to go along with that it was all like the brand was michael jackson himself you know i get what you're saying how social media plays a different part but i i firmly believe like if we're making this MJ LeBron thing again, if LeBron had even just stayed in Miami and not jumped around as much and still ends up with four or five rings, whatever, I believe there's a world where he, mm. he gets that same love as MJ. I believe the same with Steph Curry. I believe if Durant never goes to the Warriors and they still kind of build that quasi-dynasty that they have now, there's a world where we don't view Steph as Jordan. Definitely not because, you know, again, Jordan, him and his brand and everything that goes with it, is why he's so much bigger than everyone else. But we maybe view the Warriors dynasty similar to the Bulls dynasty if Kevin Durant comes over. You know, that's what you lose. Kevin Durant doesn't go sorry, if Kevin Durant doesn't go there and they complete the seventy three and nine. Yeah. You you have a completely different conversation. You lose that when if you're LeBron, and again he's won, credit to him, he's won everywhere he went, but you lose that when you do jump from team to team to team. You just lose something there. Whereas if you're familiar, and we've seen that with the ratings. We've had this talk before with the NBA. You see that with the ratings. Ratings have declined. Um, whereas LeBron, if he just stays in Miami or stays in Cleveland his whole career and continues to win the way he does, you have a more mm-hmm. solid comparison, a more concrete comparison to compare it to Michael Jordan. You know? Um, yeah, because like, when, when you're going through like like superstars, like all-time superstars, you're like a magic L.A., Kobe, LA. you just think L.A. Mike, you think Chicago. Obviously, he played a, was was Washington a couple of years, but that was after he retired for the second time and came back. Wa- Mike, Chicago. Wade, Miami. Steph, Golden State. Then you've got LeBron. You can't like Cleveland. Like he's obviously yeah. Cleveland. Like he's Akron. But, but is he really a Cavalier? At the same you know? time, he's won, he's won three of his four championships outside of a Cavs mm-hmm. uniform. He won more in Miami. He went to more uh, – he went – actually, no, since he won on that four-peat. He went to two more finals in – or one more final in Cleveland because he won in the 07. But, like, like, it's hard because you just – when you think LeBron, you just think LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like, you just – like, there, you don't think of, like, a staple. And, like, Dirk, Dallas. Let me bring it back – Hakeem. Let me bring it back to Beyonce and how you said she didn't have a chance to be MJ. You're correct. She didn't have a chance to be MJ because 
again, MJ was such a one of one. He was such a talent at such a young age and continued that and rose that superstardom and rose the level of his music each time uh, on top of his persona, I guess, because he had a pretty private life too, as mm. private as it could be, being the most famous person in the world. Um, yep. You know, we'll never see that. The only person who maybe, again, Chris Brown maybe could have had a touch of that because he was a star so young. I, I think Chris Brown could have gotten to a little bit. Usher too, but Usher stayed more R&B than pop. But no, Chris Brown was primed yeah. for it. Again, you can't reach the heights that Michael Jackson did because on top of all this, the level that he sold his albums at is fucking insane, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Who the fuck else was I going to mention? Uh, Justin Bieber. He was famous very young. He went through it. Bieber. He went through a tumultuous. He's he's extremely popular, but he went through a tumultuous period in his early twenties where people were like, "Fuck this kid," you know. He, had he been he all didn't about the music transition, great. Like his his obviously he started off and he was like it was Justin and like he literally Bieber fans were crazy, and then like the middle transition. Like, his music wasn't the greatest. It was solid. Like, he had some songs here and there. And then, like, he went through weird things. Like, he's obviously still a megastar. It's Justin Bieber. Like, he's a megastar. But he's not... Like, he's not that. But, like, I feel like if you're... You're right. If you're gonna be Mike, Michael Jackson... Not that you're gonna be. But, like, if you trying to be Michael Jackson, you've gotta be... Very good at a super young age. Like, obviously, Chris Brown was, like, 16 when Run It came out. Uh, Justin Bieber was, like, 11 or 12. Beyonce, I know, was very young when he was. she was doing... When she was starting, I think she was in, like, late teens, early... I think late teens. So you... But you've got to be super young, and then you've got to ascend. Like, Beyonce, I believe, would be the greatest women entertainer of all time. Women's inter- I mean, that's hard. Because, I mean, because obviously not like the greatest singer or like, no, she's, but like she's probably overall that overall entertainer. She's that. She would, she would have to say. And that. even then, it's kind of she's kind of like Serena. Like Serena is like overall the greatest women's athlete. Yeah. I would say probably. I know there's people that you could argue in there, but I'd say overall she's the greatest yeah. women's athlete. But you wouldn't put her on a Michael Jordan. Right. Kind of. Because that's thing. even though she even though she's great. She's great. Don't get me wrong. She was dominant and she was. She won, I think, the U.S. Open preg four months yeah. pregnant. Like, that's, and that's well, and her and Venus, I think, you know, I can remember the first time I heard about him. I was probably like six years old, and Serena retired what last summer, you know. So they've yeah, and Venus is still Venus, Venus is still, is still playing, you know. So you know, not to the level Serena was, but Michael Jackson, you know, to be that famous and that consistent through literally his entire career, you know, that raised the stakes. He could have, and he had his hiccups. Don't get me wrong. Like again, he had those. The molestation allegations, you know, that never really came to fruition. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. but even then that. I mean, I can't say I mean, I would have been a baby when this happened, but I mean, that only probably rose his stardom to some degree or made him more notorious. So then obviously the change color. The right. Color like there was definitely shit that was polarizing about him, but. His music then black and white, it, comes his out music and just like, endured, you know like, it, you know, I mean, <laughs> Black away while we're, while right, we're on the topic, so while we're want. on the topic, that's my earliest memory of music is, you know, our parents playing Michael Jackson for me as like a toddler. You know, that's my, that's literally my earliest memory of my. So like I've been conscious of Michael Jackson since a two year old. 
from what I remember. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. so for them, both of our parents being huge Michael Jackson fans, you know, I was very conscious of what he meant to the culture, what he meant to pop culture, what he meant to, yep. you know, music in general. So, you know, and I, you yep. know, I'm sure you understand some of that too, even though he was, you were pretty young when he died. You were probably, what, 12, 11? So much. I mean, that was 2010. 2009. Nine to 12. And uh, because it was in like July or June or July or something like summer. Yeah. I think it was the end Uh, of June. Uh, yeah, because it was. I remember it was. June 25th. (laughs) 2009. It was. I remember it was the same night as the draft that uh, the Steph Curry draft. It was the Blake Griffin, James Harden, Mm -hmm. Steph Curry draft. I remember that. So um. You know, he was very much past his prime as far as like putting out music that every generation cared about, but was just as famous. You know what I mean? And uh, was preparing to go on yeah. a world tour. So, yeah, uh, we're still on question one and we're like, what, probably almost an hour in here. So I can't wait to hear what else you get. to. I can talk about this shit 50 all day, minutes in. but, you know, no, like I haven't we hadn't talked music in forever and I like I've just I was so interested cuz like I'm thinking about the best artists of our generation there's a lot to it and so I would have to say Beyonce is that she's not Mike but Beyonce is that and then I think it'd be a conversation between Drake and Taylor Swift possibly I thought Rihanna and Kanye Chris Brown Rihanna, Kanye, and I would say then Chris Brown would. You can even throw Eminem as far as popularity. Yeah, Eminem would have to. Eminem's got to be at least a a person to speak on in that conversation because he clearly he was huge. Still is. is. I can't. I can't believe how much he still generates as far as streams and shit like that. Like his following is definitely a, a rabid fan base as well. Oh, very, um, very right. But like when you see, like when they see Eminem on it, like if I see Eminem on a song, I don't instantly think I gotta go click that. But a lot of people are like, I've gotta go to that now. Like, like whatever's going on, this just needs to stop. I'm going to that now. So like, and he still hops on songs and still kills it. Cause there's a, I don't think he's the greatest rap artist of all time, but you can make an argument that like a rapper, rhymer of words, he would be the, you could argue he's the greatest rhymer of words of all time. Like he, the way he bends metaphors, similes and things. Like, I think he says some corny things from time See, to I would, time. I would say he's the opposite. My favorite I would artist. say the opposite. I would say he's probably not the greatest rapper of all time. He's up there, but cause he is, you know, no, I don't listen to Eminem like that. There's a lot of people who shit on him, but that dude can flat out rap. Like he is a fucking genius when it comes to this rap shit. Now, oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I would make the other. I'd make it the other way. I would say he is the greatest rap artist of all time, as far as you know what he's built for himself. And like you said, for him to be in his forties, damn near fifties, and still be putting up damn near Drake numbers. Like I've heard, I've heard recently okay, he's been so, that. Like that's the class he's in with. Like when he releases shit, which is astounding to me. I can't. I literally can't believe that. I literally can't believe. Okay, that. so two things can be true i guess so yes when you're talking about like when you're going through accolades yes for me i mean just like i mean more of like a you and me we're talking about who puts out the best music right rap album rap artists of all time that that's more so what i meant because i think like when you're if you're just saying rapper of words, like putting words together in ma- like similes, metaphors, double entendres, triple and whatever, 
when you come to that, I think you could say he is the greatest. You can make arguments because I think Jay Z is underrated with the way, depending on who you're I talking to, the way he can put doubles and triples Jay-Z. together. I, Andre three thousand, someone that I need you Jay-Z's have to mention. The way he, can I would put, say, there's an artist dropping. Kendrick's a genius. I know he's early, or but Kendrick's a genius. Obviously, Biggie's a genius. There's an artist dropping in about 25 minutes, who I think is continuing to make a real claim to that. Uh, Nas, Nas is dropping in 25 minutes, coming out with Magic oh. Two, and I've said this plenty of times in this podcast, and it remains the same. From you know, from when he came out on live at the barbecue, and I believe '93, through Illmatic, his first album, to now. He is just as good a rapper today as he was in 1993. That's insane. That dude, uh, I, I think it was the Joe Budden podcast that made this argument or made this. I think Nas said it himself, actually. I think Nas said this himself, is that, you know, into his 50s or however old Nas is, nobody's doing it like him. And that is true. He has been consistent. The run he has been on for the last, I think pretty much since the pandemic, with these uh, these Hit Boy projects, which Magic Two will be these albums that are strictly produced by Hit Boy that have incredible beats, where Nas is just rapping his ass off, um, mm-hmm. it's unparalleled. Jay Z's not doing that. Eminem's not doing that. Three Stacks nope. is not doing that. Nope. Nobody's doing that the way Nas is. And, was. You know, there was something to be said at some point in his career when he was his most popular, when he was going against Jay Z, where Jay Z for sure was probably putting out more quality than Nas, just top to bottom on these albums, whereas, you know, Nas still had 10 out of 10s on these albums, just not as consistently as Jay-Z. Now, into his late 40s, again, I don't know how old Nas is, but over the last three years, for sure, four years maybe, however long these hit boy runs have been on, uh, those albums have been as good, you know, like I said about Game, they've been as good as anybody in hip-hop. Those, uh, the Magic albums and the King's Disease series. King's Disease yep. 1, 2, He's and 49, turns 50 in yeah, September. Yeah, no, he's on an incredible run. And he sounds just as good as he did in 94, just as good as he did in 2001, just as good as he did in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nah, he's he's incredible. Yep. And I can't wait I, to hear no, Magic Nas too. is definitely and in And he's got a 50 feature I on this it. album, which I can't wait for. And there's there's a discussion I can't, just, I can't wait to have about the 50s of the world, the Lil Wayne's of the world, the Drake's, the Kanye's, the Kendrick's. There's so much I want to have in that conversation. No, there's... There yeah, I know. And we, um, me you and Andrew are, me you and Andrew are brewing something up that a we're wanting things. to do. I'm excited. That I'm very excited. A few things. A few, a few things. Yeah, but I was just in reference to what you were saying. One thing that I'm very, very excited to do because I think it is very interesting. But I'm going to move on to this next question. Um, so. Uh, we've talked about he- on here who we think is a better rapper between J. Cole and Drake. We we had talked about that, I think, like maybe a year and a half ago. I think you lean J. Cole, I lean Drake, but I understood I both sides. I think my sides. argument would change every damn day with those two, honestly. Dude, so I, I have a question. So uh, those two, again, who do you think has more classics? Drake. Project. Drake. You do? So, okay, that's interesting. On um, how many? So, going, I'm going, I'm gonna go through Drake's catalog just so you know. Um, I'm gonna start at So Far Gone because I mean he has like the comeback season two, which I think I uh, comeback season, which I like, but it's not a classic. So, So Far Gone, I would say is a classic. Thank Me Later is not. 
take care. Most I people would say take care say is. is. I'm, I'm not a take care guy, personally. Even though I think it's a good album, mm-hmm. I just don't think Noth- it aged as well as people yep. say. Go ahead. Nothing was the same. It's a great album. I think it's a classic. I, to, to me, he, to me, Drake has three classics, and it's So Far Gone, Take Care, and Nothing Was the Same. I know some people feel like if it reading this, it's too late. Is his best that's my, project. That's my favorite I don't know Drake. If you're album. a part of that game, your favorite. I know a lot of people are a part of that. Like if you're reading, I think it's great, but I don't. It's not for me. It's not. I think personally, I think Drake has three. So you're going. If you're reading this, it's too late. And then joint collab. What a time to be alive. That's a. Then you've got. That's a classic in its own way. It's a classic for. I don't know how to explain it. It's a classic for collabs, but it's not a classic album. Yeah, I don't overall, hear. It pl- I don't hear it sense. gone back to a lot, but for that time, it was very important. It was a big deal when it came out. It was very much a big deal when it yes, came out. Yes, like, like not comparing them because Watch the Thrones better, but like Watch the Thrones was a huge when it came out, and then I think that aged well. Depending on who you talk so to. So I think like, depending on who you t- oh, yeah, but I like kind of how Watch the Throne when it came out was like, this is huge. I think. Because I was in college, like, uh, Southern New Hampshire in 2015 when What a Time came out, One Time to Be Alive came out. And Jumpman, Big Rings, like, those songs, like, they were huge. So, obviously, yeah, they had more on that album. But So, then you go from that, you go to Views, which has grown on me over the years. It's not a classic, but it's grown on me over the years. I think Views is better than I thought it was at the time. Because it was a different sound, but now that I'm used to that more Drake sound, I go back to it. I'm like, that's actually it's got it's got some songs on it. Then it's uh, more life, which I like better than I love views. That album. Even though he said that was a playlist, love that album. Playlist, stupid, stupid. Then you go with Scorpion. Not a classic. Yeah, eh. and then I think it's Certified Lover Boy. I think I may have, yeah, I think it's Certified yeah, it Loverboy. The in between there. And then it's Her Loss. And then it's... Oh, yeah, he came out with um, Dark Lane Demo Tapes. I think Her Loss is a classic. He came out with... The, that's interesting. I did. I, I think Her Loss is good. I don't, that's, I don't know about classic. I think that's been me. in heavy rotation this past year. I think that's been one of the more relevant albums uh, just in the lexicon. It hasn't just came and gone kind of like Certified Loverboy did. Kind of like uh, mm. Scorpion. So I, say, I feel like her boss has endured. I think Darkling, yes. I, I can agree with that. I think it's grown with people. I like Darkling demo tapes more than... I kind of like Drake on that darker sound. Like, kind of like... I When he's rapping. Like Drake when he's in that pocket. When he's, he's rapping, when he's in that pocket, uh, I like Drake the honestly, most. Honestly, I think. You could make an argument. I would not make this argument, but you could make an argument that any... Because of how big the drops are when Drake drops that any of these albums are big. Like views was huge when it dropped. It's not as good. Views would be the only one that it's I not as good as it's not as good as these other albums that, you know, you view highly of, but it was such a huge deal. And there is some 10 out of 10s on that album. Like just from the track list yeah. altogether. No, it's probably not as good as many other Drake albums, but there's probably people who consider that a classic because it was such a, such a moment when it dropped. Um, same with, mm. As I say, it had Hotline Bling, it had Controla, it had uh, Too Good. Like, and these are just feel like no the ways. hits, hits like that go over there. And then you feel no ways, and then you go off onto like. So, yeah. uh, there's a lot on that album that people uh, fucking love, and same with More Life. More Life, you don't hear it played a lot, but that was that was another one where it was just played nonstop. Like that's a Passion Fruit's one of my favorite Drake songs of all time. 
personally. Um, I love Passion Fruit. Portland's really good. Uh, Glow with Kanye's good. Uh, the the one thing with Drake yeah, that like he's almost undefeated on is his intros and outros. Like he's about undefeated. His like Do Not Disturb might be his best outro. Let's go through a let's go through Cole's discography. No, then that's what I was about to do. So you got um, and then you got Honestly Nevermind and Her Loss. So I would say three classics. You would say four with are some that can be argued like views. I think or would you how many I don't know what you would say. I'd say four. Exactly. I like uh, what? If you're reading this too late, so far gone. I guess Her nothing loss was the same. And nothing, nothing was, was the, same. the same. Probably like his most quality aside from if you're reading this it's too late. But again, a lot of those early Drake albums for whatever reason you just don't hear played as much, which is unfortunate because there is a lot of great music on these albums. I think uh uh Drake uh when it came to Take Care uh, that one got some, obviously, headlines did. We'll be fine. Um, I'm saying, like, years later. There's a key. Uh, yeah, I'm saying years later. I think that um, I'm trying to think nothing was the same. Started from the bottom a little bit. All me a little bit. Um, you'll, I randomly out of nowhere, you'll hear Tuscan leather, like on just like rant, like an actual like shit rap radio, because that might be Drake's best intro ever. But so that, that's a uh, Drake. And then you go to Cole and you got the warm up. I'm going to count that mixtape. That's a very good mixtape, but not a classic Friday night lights is a classic. I feel like I think that's a, I, feel I like think it's, it's hard. I think it's hard Friday to put these in there though because I feel like those were true mixtapes for what they were at the time. Whereas so far gone was more so presented like an album, even though that was very much a mixtape and that was over mm-hmm. other beats and stuff. So I feel like I think so far gone and Friday. I feel like Night Friday Night Lights you can put in there, but the warm up's a little harder because that's a little earlier. The warm up I think is the same as the comeback season, where I think they're both. They're great. I think they're great music. They have great music on there, but I wouldn't con- consider them like but that. I mean, but so I his, would start at Friday Night Lights if I'm starting real at so far gone. Debut, debut, major label debut for Rock Nation. Was a sideline story. story. I don't think that's a classic. Uh, it's no, memorable a solid for what album. it was, but Born sent. Uh, it had some hits on it, um, but sideline story was pretty decent. Born Center. I am a huge fan it's of my least favorite J Cole. Album. I know you're not. I know. I know it's your least favorite. I know a lot of, and that one has a mixed reviews on it, so I can't. And it's good. It's got it's good music a cult on there, classic. but you know, I don't know. I, I, for me, Born Sinner is amazing for me, and then I've got, and then obviously you've got 2014 Forest Hills Drive, a classic, Bonafide classic. That like, the, see, and the, that's one. He has the most. One, he has the most clear classic out of everything. That's one where I still hear, like Wet Dreams. Everything from that album, I feel like, comes up a lot more. GOMD. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like that's played a lot. You can, yeah, if you went to a, if you went somewhere and you heard 2014 Forest Hills Drive, you're not shocked. If you went somewhere and you heard nothing was the same, you might be a little like, ooh, I haven't heard this I in a minute. So. That's like, I'm kind of a little surprised someone, it's a little surprised someone would play that. I, like, if Good Kid, like Good Kid Mad City, if someone's playing Good Kid Mad City, not you're surprised. not. It's Good Kid Mad City. But like if someone's like for me, it's to Pimper Butterfly is an absolute bona fide classic. But if someone was playing to Pimper Butterfly, you might be like, 
But that's not okay. really meant to be played. Even that's I would not really be a little bit like, played out though. Either, no, no, but know? it's not meant to be. I mean, you have like a couple. Like all right would be the pretty much the only that one and I would be your two. That was the and not single. not the album version of I, the studio version of I, because the album version is like the a live one that has like a like a little poem thing at the end, which is beautiful. You cut off if you cut off after J Cole's first two studio albums and onward. I think he's put out more cons. I want to say more quality than Drake because Drake, Drake's got this Jay Z quality that I'll give him that even if it's not a classic album, he's got a ten out of ten or a few ten out of tens or nine out of tens on that album to where they're classics. You know what I mean? Um, which is mm-hmm. weird for me to say that because I just said how like you don't really like I don't hear a lot of more life from Drake when I'm out or even like on rotation from Spotify. I hear more the only. More, only one I hear is More passion fruit than anything. Um, so it's really weird. But you know, in my particular rotation, what I'm trying to listen to from Drake, yeah, there's from all of his albums, there's at least three or four, ten out of tens, or nine out of tens, eight and a half out of tens. Um, where I feel is J Cole, after his first two albums, I feel like the albums are more. How do I say it? Like, uh, they flow together more all those albums, whereas Drake's play more like playlists, you know, like certified lover boy definitely plays yeah. more like a playlist than, than an album. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, yeah. 2014 forest Hills drive, uh, kids on drugs. There's one in between there, that black and white cover. I can't remember it right now. Uh, for, for your, your eyes, eyes only. only all those, like they sound like what, in my opinion, J Cole is supposed to sound like, which is why I don't really like those first two albums as much. Cause they're very much like, Here's your radio hit. Here's your R&B feature for the girls. Here's, okay, now here's J. Cole rapping, and then here's this and that. Whereas, you know, post those first two albums, I feel like J. Cole sounds very authentic to himself. And the albums are more concise, more, you know, fluid all the way through. They all sound great. You know what I mean? They're So, you know, they're more quality albums than some of Drake's, where, you know, Drake, you might get 20 tracks and maybe, you know, you get a lot of fillers on there, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, so that's my opinion. Uh, but anyway, go, keep going through. I'll tell you what okay. I think. Because, yeah, 2014 Forest yeah. Hills Drive, Bonafide Classic to me. Bonafide Classic, we know that. And then it's For Your Eyes Only, I think is good, but it's I don't think album. it's a classic. I like it. I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a classic. Then you got KOD. You could argue. I think You could argue it's a classic. You could, that's one of my. That, it's grown a little bit. You hear ATM. You hear uh, Kevin's heart. That's probably hear, my second uh, or first favorite J Cole album between that and 2014. So, so you hear that, and then you've got the off season, which I think that's his. Which to that's me, that's his best rapping ability. Is a classic. I w- that came up to me. The off that came up recently, or it's been coming up recently more in my. Uh, like I got a basketball playlist that I continuously add nothing but bangers to. And I got the whole offseason on there because, I mean, it just plays well when you're playing ball. Mm. Uh, and I hadn't really heard yeah. it because it came out, was it last summer or the summer before? It came it out last summer, in, correct? hold on just a second. 2021. Okay, so two years ago now. Um, yeah. And I hadn't really listened to it since uh, who knows when. And it kept coming out. I'm like, damn, Cole was really, like, rapping his ass off on this album. So I think that's his best album. I think I even said that when it came out. I think top to bottom, that's his best work. Um, 2014's probably got better songs, like memorable songs, anthems. Much like uh, Good Kid, Mad City, I feel like that's the most recognizable Kendrick album 
but maybe not necessarily the best Kendrick album. But you can make it. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about 2014 mm-hmm. compared to the off season. Whereas the off season, he's just he's rapping at a level not many people can get to in today's day and age. You know, um, but. I mean, he says in all my life, um, he's debating between maybe retirement, but feeling like I just hit my prime. Like, and you can hear like, and he sounds like he's really starting to get into like, like, it's like he's doing like J Cole's features lately has been over like anything, mm-hmm. like on a J Hope song, and like, and he's and he's coming in and he's killing it. Like he's like he's just coming in, he's killing it on C list. Even D-list celebrities, where you're like, I've never heard of this person. I'm, he's gonna come out with a feature, and it's gonna be fire. So like, J Cole's in like just a spot right now where I think after after For Your Eyes Only, he had like a two year layoff, and then KOD came, and then really it started. I feel like KOD with uh, American I feel like Dream. For Your Eyes Only and KOD were back to back. I feel like those were. Uh, KO For Your Eyes Only. Uh, sorry. So, ba- so, actually, you're right. I feel like the off season. Uh, it was because KOD, KOD was twenty. KOD was twenty eighteen. KOD was twenty eighteen, and then Four Your Eyes Only was twenty sixteen, and t- Forest Hills Drive was twenty fourteen. But that, like, when they came out, it was like two and a half years almost between Forest Hills Drive and then Four Your Eyes uh, Only. And then go ahead, after, go ahead. no, go ahead. Go uh, so ahead. I was just gonna say, from the point twenty seventeen midway through, I want to say around August ish time. He, uh, the American Dream when he on Jeezy's track. From that point on, that and then Royce the Five Nine, Bob Lobo. From those two features to now, he's been on like a the best rapping run of his career. Like those two features, I feel like almost kickstarted it, and then he just has since that point has just been going ever since. I would say this, but you what were you gonna much say? like how I think, uh, you know, the off season is J Cole's best rapping ability. Um, I yep. think her loss. That's some of the best rapping we've seen from Drake. I think, I think that's that's probably my favorite rapping ability from Drake that I you know throughout his career compared to other points in his career. I mean, he's always going to be a song maker, but this era of Drake right now, as far mm-hmm. as a rapper, might be my favorite. Just strictly rapper, artist. You can tell you you got arguments that- for artists all the time for Drake from whatever era for Drake. Blah blah blah. Strictly as a rapper. This might be my favorite era for Drake it's as a rapper. up there. I was actually thinking about this the other day because he's been killing some features lately, too, that he's been on. So, like, I can – I get what you're saying. It's that or, for me, it would be, like, the 2013, 2014 time because that's 5 a.m. in Toronto, Drake. That's uh, around close to 4 a.m. in Calabasas. That's – or Pound Cake, Drake. Like, that time, I think 4 p.m. in Calabasas is my favorite time and location. Drake song. Mine's 5 a.m. in Toronto, but I think 4 a.m. in Calabasas is 5. 4 p.m., isn't it? It's 4 um, p.m., right? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Five, no, 4 a.m. I'm going to look right now. I think it's I think it's 4 a.m. in Calabasas. It could be 4 p.m. It probably is 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Yeah, it is 4 p.m. in Calabasas. But I thought I don't know why I thought it was the a.m. Um, so there is that. And now I'm just think, now I'm going through on uh, classics. Do you think uh, how many classics do you think Kanye has? Let's see. College dropout. It, uh, I'll go through. 
college dropout. Then you've got late graduation. I would say yes. Those are three yes. for three right there. 808. 808's the sum. 808's the sum is is a classic. Uh, wasn't my favorite at the time. It's a classic because it I so think different. it. I think it's like. I think it's a classic because I think it did help birth a sound. It that influenced an entire. He generation. put together an album that Kitty, that Kid Cudi, kind of already had out a little bit. But I think like it, he put a whole album together that really birthed a sound. It's kind of almost like how the Suns have their seven second offense, and the Dan Tony kind of has what Curry does, analogy. and that birth. That's a great but, analogy. But Curry, obviously, the Warriors and Curry really made that like. Oh my God! These three. No, that's a great perfect. analogy. Like, so kind of kid. You don't get. That you don't get Steph Curry and all that if we don't get the. Uh, you know the mid two thousand Suns. That's absolutely true. Um, so if you put it that way, Keenan, yep. if that's the case, then Kanye's first five albums are bona fide classics. Um, and then I believe yeah, he follows that up with Yeezus, and then six, which Yeezus. is probably one of his most polarizing works because I. That's one I've said many times on here. I like maybe two or three songs out of it. There's people who fucking swear Down by it. Two blood on the leaves. I think it's, I, from what I remember, it's Andrew Franklin's favorite. Yeah, like, I, the I people who changed, love Yeezus like, fucking love Yeezus. Whereas you know, his earlier works, like up until 808s, they were pretty much beloved by you know, especially Kanye fans. But you know, well received in the mm-hmm. hip hop community. Obviously, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was that was crazy when it dropped. Then Life of Pablo comes. I would consider that a classic. Um, I think that's his best, yeah. latest work. I think that's better than Yeezus. Um, if people didn't want to... Cons- Donda's Yeah, good. Donda's a great album. It's just a lot. You know, it's what? That's like mm-hmm. 30 tracks, and it's it's <laughs> uh, it's a clean album. There's no unedited version of it, which is insane. But the music's quality, but yeah. there's just a lot there. It's just a lot to listen to. You know, I think I had that for yeah, what? Yeah. The year 2021? I think I had it for the yep. my number one album that year it wasn't my favorite album but i thought it was the best album um i think mine was the off season that year if I but life of pablo life but of pablo is a great 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 album great album yes um, that album that album took me like two years to i kind of hated on it like i like i listened to i listened to it at first like the rollout for it annoyed me you know and then like the album changes and the things like that, and then I kind of like, had a like dull ear to it, and then I came back around to it, and I was like, oh, Father Stitch. What I hated sire, most about it sire, when it came out sire. was it was very much like, like what I dislike about Drake sometimes with his albums is that yeah. you know if Drake puts out an album, which he is, we mentioned Drake's coming out with an album probably within the next four weeks. I could probably guess yep. if there's eight features on that album, I could probably guess four to six of them. You know. And uh, I think that's what mm-hmm. I disliked about Life of Pablo at the time. It was very much people. It was feature heavy, and it was like crisp. It was a who's who, you know. And I was like, Kanye's too good to do yep. that. Where I was wrong is the music's yes. fucking incredible, you know. It it doesn't feel feature heavy when you're listening to it. It almost complements well because it's it's a lot like the song All of the Lights by itself. Where yeah, it's Kanye with a million people, but those million people are more instruments rather than features, which you know only yep. Kanye does such an amazing job of that. The way he used Ty Dolla, the way he used Breezy on that album, the way he used Frank Ocean, the way he used, uh, fuck, Rihanna. Uh, no, nah, that's a... Yep. Cl- so, yeah, if you got a... Kanye's got six classics to me. Oh. Oh, and let me not forget because I didn't watch the throne. And yeah, you put, if you're putting Watch the Throne on there, seven. Because we, we... There's a lot of we people... We have to. I mean, we put What a Time to Be Alive and Her Loss on yeah, it. Yeah, so there's a lot it. of people who say Watch the Throne ends poorly or aged poorly. 
But Watch the Throne is one of my favorite albums of all time. I often, yeah. like at least once a year, go back to it. Um, but I can see how people say it um, aged poorly, but it's such a rich... To me, it's, I've said this, it's a, it's a cousin to uh, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, you know? Yep. Or maybe a godson to and it. You that, know? Was, that was Ye's probably best time, you know, to think, like, that rapping from Ye, because that's, like, 2010 to 2012-ish, like, right before you, like... And he was killing features at that point, too. Like, 08 to 2012. Obviously, like, he's been... He was great rapping before. Late Registration has a lot of songs, so it's College Dropout. So does Graduation, which is my favorite Kanye album. But I think that might be his best... Like and that might have been his most popular. I, I might be wrong, uh, Kanye, because like he was obviously coming off of he was coming off the Taylor Swift thing, and then he came out with, in my opinion, his best project, but not my. Kanye favorite. was at his most I popular f- from the lead up to graduation, pretty much up until Life of Pablo, yeah. probably, or you know maybe even past yeah. Life of Pablo, because you know, that's when he's. That's when he's Yeezy. That's when he's Yeezy era. Kanye, as far as like Yeezy, the sneakers, like those were a huge deal. Those, you know, those were hard to get. Like Jordan still are hard to get. They're going to be re-releasing soon, which I can't wait for. But, um, you know, I would say, you know, sometime from the lead up to graduation up until he became Kanye Kardashian was his most like completely relevant on top. He's a major person that matters because he still matters. If he, again, if he drops tomorrow, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be talked about. But I would of say course. that six to seven year stretch, he was at his biggest. Yeah. Um, uh, quick aside, uh, Donda was your number yep. one album. And then your number, I'm going to go your top three. Number two was Frank, uh, Frank French Montana's They Got Amnesia. A and then three was Silk Sonic's uh, an evening with Silk Sonic. And then mine was Leon Bridges, Gold Digger soundtrack, Jay Cole's the offseason, so, and then Ariana Grande. <laughs> so where did I have <laughs> where did I have uh the offseason in this? It had to be in the top five. Okay, Four. thank you. Four. It was if you would one. let me mark it, it correct one. that. Because I was actually thinking about the Silk Sonic one. I guess I'd probably flip They Got Amnesia with it, but They Got Amnesia, that's the one with uh Mobstick. Yeah, I love that album. French French has had an underrated yep. run. French yep. is such a quality artist now. And he's has been for years. And I feel like it goes under the radar just because, you know, he's French Montana and you don't really think about him like that. But he's improved so much since when he first dropped. Um that's a conversation for another day. I got a lot more like what else you got for me? Because like how much what how much more is on your day is I wanna know about this because we're we're approaching midnight, we're approaching release time for these albums it is past me so which i'm fine with i'll talk for three more hours but yeah so i i had sports stuff too but i'm just really let's keep it to music music talk we'll do sports don't no that's the thing how much more do you have sports later on um i just have i just have one more question i have Uh, that that was a direct address i want to you know because we're very much talking about an era from like the mid two thousands up until now, or even late two thousands up until now. Yep. There's a specific artist I want to mention yep. and talk about, and I want to directly address. But I want to hear. Are we done with? It? Do you want to table this one? Like we're done with the, the J Cole Drake Kanye who got classics kind of thing. The only other one I was going to mention was Kendrick. I just want to know how many. You I would think say, and has. that's good. Th- I, I'll go through section Classic. section eighty. Classic. Good Kim Mad City, obviously. Classic. To Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, damn. 
Mr. Morale. I would not call it a classic, but it's obviously. I would say that was not. And then Untitled, Unmastered, not a classic. But that's very good. That was a B-side that still was like an 8 out of 10, 8, 9, 9 out of 10. So that's all I was curious. I would say every single one of them that you said is a classic. And by the way, um, like you know this. Shit, it's escaped me now. And it's probably put out like three of the best ten. Second verses. album, what's it, what's that again? Like features, uh, to Pimp Butterfly. Butterfly. So I don't go back to that one hardly at all compared to Damn, which comes after it, and Good Kid, Mad City that comes before it. But Kendrick fans and yep. you know everybody who, because again, you know this because you know, I uh, I did not listen <laughs> to that album really at all when it first came out. I've obviously listened to it since then and yep. it's quality. So I can't I can't identify with it the way like in the current time Me. the way you could, right? So but I do recognize that it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a you know, it's an amazing album. The sound of it is amazing. His rapping ability on it is amazing. So yeah, I would consider it a classic, but I'm not calling it I can't refer to it as a classic the way I can Good Kid Mad City and Damn, which I listen to in the moment. I still have no real reason why I was not listening to that album at the moment. I love Kendrick. I love Kendrick at the time. I don't know what the hell it was, but I just did not listen to that album as intently as I should have when it dropped. I have no reason for it. I have no, I don't know what happened, but I'm March of 2015. I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in a music class cause it's, I'm a senior. I'm three months out from graduating and we have course like I had course like first uh, block. I'm sitting there while things are like on the side. Like any point I can get, I am just listening to this album. I could not get enough of this album. And then I remember when Damn came out, we were playing 2K because it was April 14, 2017. Like it was we were playing 2K and you ended up going to bed at like 2 o'clock. Sounds about right. And you know how I always fell asleep in the rec- I fell asleep in the recliner often, obviously. I was sitting in the recliner and I just remember listening to DNA and I was like this album is going to be one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Cuz it literally it's like you have you have blood which is just like I saw a woman, a blind woman, and then you go through, and then obviously you, you hear the uh, Fox News. I heard the quote, they killed a po-po, for sh-, and then you go, I got, I, and then I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I was, I couldn't be more happy about it. But before you move on, I just want to bring up one sure. quick thing that you had brought up to sure. me the other day. Why did you pick Kawhi 1, and why was yeah. 40 and 10 against you and <laughs> You want to talk about that <laughs> 2K era? I don't know. Uh, for some background, there was an era for where me and Keenan did like fantasy drafts where we would just like draft, you know, whoever we wanted for 2K, you know, make two teams about it. And for some reason, I drafted Kawhi Leonard number one. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I did not win a single seven game series against Keenan the entire period from 20 yeah. s- from when 2K16 came out to when 2K17 came out. I did not win a single series. I don't yeah, know. We what played. T- we played ten series. And, and I won ten. I won one ten game series. series apparently on average. Yeah, I was to say I was forty and ten. I was forty and ten throughout the Why entire record of, the of series because I kept eight logs. But I kept logs of everything at that point because we I just it was interesting because we wrote down. Well, I mean, yeah, we we did so many seasons. We were just there. We're like, you were working and then not doing. I think I was just I was right out of college. 
I was working a little bit, and I was just, we were just like, yeah. Question well, we is, when are you, when are you going to get a PlayStation 5 when we can upgrade these series right here? Um, I need to, I'm hoping to get one within the next Because we cannot months. get this virtual series popping, we can, and, you know, it'll, who knows, maybe I'll get more than 10 wins here, who knows, but, uh. Yeah, no, you started to get wins, and then I got into, like, a stretch. I think I ended up, like, 22 and, like, 10 or something like that. Like, it was, like, it was a stretch, like, over series-wise. It was, like, the amount of series This remains, this remains true crazy. to this day. Whenever I'm playing video games with uh, any one of my friends, um, I for whatever reason, I will go on very hot streaks or very cold streaks, no in-between. I will yeah. lose in the worst of ways if we're... If we're playing 2K, if we're playing FIFA, if we're playing whatever we're playing, I will lose Madden. Madden. I will lose in the worst lost, of ways. You've never lost worse than Madden. You you allowed 28 points in a two-minute span. <laughs> you were up tw- He was up 21. We were playing six-minute quarters, by the way, because that's the generic quarters. I score before it's, I believe, Vikings-Patriots because it was the Vikings with Brett Favre. <laughs> I and I'm the, the Patriots remember this because so it was the last year of Ran- it was the last the last year that Randy Moss was there. So I score a touchdown because I'm at the goal line to start the fourth. I score a touchdown. Kyle then on the kickoff fumble. Okay, I score a touchdown. Off the two plays later, deep to Moss. Kyle then kickoff. It's fine. Kyle, two plays afterwards. There was a pick six. I can't believe you remember this bar for bar. <laughs> I remember losing, tied. but I don't remember all the <laughs> details. Get, I don't. I, just, I vividly remember this. Game's tied. Then the next drive, he goes three and out. I go score. So and it took me like a minute and a half, like probably a minute on that drive. It was literally a couple big plays. So within like a two two and a half minute span, Kyle went from up twenty one to down seven. Thanks. I don't know how this happens to him, but things like that happen. Kevin McHale can't pick up a ball that's on the ground. (laughs) I'll lose one. I once lost it. I just remember this. Like this one, I remember vividly. I remember playing a game of two K. You were like Iverson in the Sixers, and I was like the '96 Bulls, (laughs) and. It was like a tie game or something Wait. with 28 seconds left or some shit like that. Like <laughs> the last positions of the game, last possessions of the game. And Michael Jordan, some consider him the GOAT. He had a wide open dunk and he went. It wasn't even like he was going to tomahawk the shit. He was just going to do a regular dunk. He missed it and then I lose the game. Like Keenan goes down. That's the type and of shit. That's, goes down and that's the type of one. shit that's happened to me <laughs> consistently, I would say, over the last 12 years whenever I happen to play. Yeah. Keenan or any one of my friends in video games, whether it's FIFA, whether it's 2K, whether it's Madden, that's the type of shit that happens to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Or I'm, I'll win. In, I'm down. Three, or I'll two. win in dominating fashion. There's no in between. If it's a close, no, if it's a close really game, isn't. I'm gonna lose in the worst possible way, possible. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, uh, one of the series, I'm on a little bit of a streak. I think I may have won two or three series in a row. Kyle has Mike. We turn injuries off. Because Probably we're like, oh, we shit. just want to go play. <laughs> but this is funny, though. Mike, Mike in game six, I'm L.A., he's Boston. Because like, we just obviously we do a fantasy draft pick teams. Mike, early, early in the game, breaks his leg off. mid-game with injuries off, and he can't participate <laughs> in game six. Kevin Durant then goes for 70. 
because I have Braun and Durant. Kevin Durant goes for 70 in that game. He literally couldn't miss. I was I couldn't miss with Durant. Mike comes back for game seven because injuries are off. So when we sim the next day, because we do it in a franchise, we sim the next day and Mike's healed from this broken as leg on a 12-hour span, just as one clearly would. And then I ended up winning game seven. LeBron had a huge game, whatever. It was a close game. But he had game six at home as in Bo- he's Boston and Mike breaks his leg. Those are the things that happened to for Kyle. Rondo gets the flu, or Chris Bosh gets the flu mid-game. He gave the flu to Rondo somehow. He, oh, so he gave the flu to Rondo mid-game, and Rondo had to be it. But anyways, that's a side little video game thing. What were you going to say? What was the artist that you wanted to bring up? I want to hear your last topic before, before we I maybe do. Sign up. No, that was, that was that my was topic it. was Kendrick. And um, then we, can continue. Was, we can continue and, this conversation, but... As you mentioned, me, you, and Andrew Franklin, friend of the show, we you know we want to do some music shit this summer, uh, you know when time allows us to, you know with certain yep. artists and one of the artists in question, and I don't want to single Andrew out here because I've had this conversation with multiple people, like I've had this conversation with Winston quite a bit, um, had this conversation with a few of my friends, but I know where you're um, going with this now. You know, one of the artists we mentioned was Lil Wayne. And Andrew said something like, has Wayne had a relevant verse since, I don't remember the year, but it was like 2014 or 2016. And let me just say this. I completely understand it. It's weird. Wayne is still on a lot of music now. Like, he's still on a lot of music. However, you do not see him branded like a Kanye, like a Kendrick, like any of these guys. So when he's on a, even even Eminem, Eminem, so when he's on a feature, it's not really branded as, oh shit, we got Wayne. For whatever reason. But, and I will say this, because much like anybody who was in high school or college during Wayne's run, it was impossible not to hear Wayne. It was impossible not to be a fa- Even if you weren't a fan of Wayne, there were, had to have been a Wayne verse that you loved because he was just on everything. He was dropping mixtapes like crazy. Uh, Carter Three was a bona fide classic for talking albums. Like, I can't even explain. Yep. And it's weird to like compare to Kanye because Kanye was hugely popular. Wayne was just as hugely popular, but not releasing as much official music as Kanye. As Kanye was releasing albums, Weezy's yeah. doing a lot of mixtapes and a lot of features, right? Which is official music, but you get what I'm saying. Um, he was a feature killer at that point. That was like, that was like and then was. Wayne goes to jail, I believe, 2010. I think he comes out in 2011. I could mm-hmm. be wrong with the timeline. But anyway, there was a stretch probably from 2012 to 2014, maybe. Where Wayne was putting out some bullshit. Wayne was... It was truck fit. Yeah, Wayne really got into fucking skateboarding and truck fit and was wearing Mm -hmm. these goofy-ass slippers. And he was really like... It was such a contrast... It was a rock... He tried to be a rock star. It was such a contrast. From prom queen. Yeah, prom queen. Like, it was such a contrast from what he was a very short time before that. Like, two or three years, even a year before that. It was so different. So, you know, he kind of fell off. People kind of stopped fucking with him. After that, 2015 to the present day, he continued. He went. He just went back to killing shit. Went back to rapping at a high level. Since the Carter Four, yeah. really, and even Carter Four's got some heat on it. But no, the Carter Four has. That's what I mean. Like since the Carter Four, really, is like when he yeah. like he's got some songs. Like he randomly threw like a six foot seven foot within like that uh 
random stretch. Well, of, that was like, that was Carter stuff. Four. So, like, he came that out was Carter with Four, and it was post Carter Four when like his features just were not matching up. You know, like like uh, pop mm-hmm. that with French Montana. Like if that was if that was it's Wayne from four years ago. If that was Wayne from like four years prior, that's a completely different verse, I believe. You know, I, I think Wayne just got bored at the time. I don't know what happened. So, again, people stopped fucking with him for a short amount of time. And then, like I said, quietly from 2015 to the present day, he's been murdering shit. He's been flowing like crazy on shit. He's been putting yes. out quality music. He's been putting out the mixtapes, which I don't, I haven't really listened to. But when I do hear him, I'm like, shit, Wayne is still killing shit. So, no, it's not relevant in the way that, like, you know, when Kanye pops up on Fabio Foreign's album, it was a big deal. It was a feature that was played a lot. It was a song that was played a lot. So no, Wayne might not... It's semi-like Nas. Right. Yeah, exactly. Nas is flying under the radar the way Wayne has for, again, several years. So no, it might not get the same fan f- fanfare as the mid-2000s Wayne into the early 2010s. Yep. But it's damn near the same amount of quality. Uh, and no, it's not, a, no, he's it's playing, not as, he's a much, as a rap. Hot Wind Blows, Sinister. Blow uh, those are just two. Like, he, he's... There's a lot of them, like features where you listen to and he's spazzing. Wayne and you're like, oh, spazzing. he's like, okay. okay. And it's not as a rapid pace. Like there's nobody. I want to have a deeper conversation about it one day. But, you know, we've never seen a run like that from Wayne or anybody close to Wayne because there was nobody putting music out at the pace he was back then. Whether it was features, whether it was mixtapes, whether it was one offs, whether it was his own music. There was nobody putting music out at the clip Wayne was, uh, I guess. Young boy is doing that now. Young boy, NBA young boy puts out a lot of music, but he just isn't the quality of rapper Wayne is. Wayne's a true lyricist. Not saying young boy isn't, but young boy to me, from what I hear, sounds more of a song maker to Wayne being a true lyricist. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, um, I just well, I mean, Little Wayne, you would put on like when you talk greatest lyricist of all time, you can have Little Wayne can be added into a conversation. He might not be number one, he's but got he can at argument. least be. Yeah, you can put his name in a conversation. And no one's gonna look at you sideways. Even today, even on a clip, nobody's put and be a young boy. Nobody's into the, been on. If you put him into a conversation, nobody went like on that. a run the way he did during that era, from '05, maybe even earlier, '04 to 2011. Only name insane. Only name you saw just as much as him for a small period of time was T Pain, <laughs> but obviously T Pain wasn't like. But T Pain wasn't like obviously yeah. rapping. You just saw T Pain's name T-Pain everywhere. Was, <laughs> like everywhere. T Pain was definitely the Nate dog T-Pain of his generation. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. So he could just put in everywhere. So I just so. But I do agree with you. I think Little Wayne. Little Wayne went from properly rated. To fell off for a bit, and since he came underrated. back, he's severely underrated. underrated. I would say, yeah, like he's he's now back, and also like the thing about him right now is the looks not great. Like his dreads are garbage. I mean, to like, me, he like looks the same. The, I mean, he's he definitely looks older. He definitely looks aged. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh, sorry, I guess it's just the dreads for me that just. I'll like, say this. I can't. The marketing's definitely different. Like he doesn't seem to be caring about being marketed at all so it all seems strictly about rap which it's always been that's one thing about him like he's he might be on undisputed here soon with skip bayless random fun yeah so random fun fact obviously shannon left on august 28th because little Wayne and skip like hang boys. out really pretty regularly and uh skip had a tweet that said that little wayne's gonna be 
more in. I think he took a picture with him and said hello. And it's definitely gonna be more involved with Undisputed. Which would have been big news. I don't think he's. Which would have been be big like, news if it was 2012 and it was first take and it was Lil Wayne then. Now it's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, well, so, so it's like so. I think Lil Wayne, you're gonna see, not to the capacity obviously of being there every single day, but Skip just keeps alluding to huge news for August 28th. Hmm. For when Undisputed comes back, I'm actually curious to know like what like what they're gonna do. I'm also curious to know what Shannon. Well, supposedly do. Shannon might be pretty heavily involved in First Take. I've seen that. I yeah, guess so that, by the sounds of it, so both shows are kind of on a hiatus right now. I think they usually do that, where Stephen A. takes a break and Skip takes every, a break. Every summer, like, this is like the because like every show you really got on TV. That's like important. Most of the co-host, like most of, like your star co-hosts, like even Chris Broussard, Nick Wright, people like that, uh, Colin Coward, some like like everyone during this time because it's a break where there's no true sports to talk about. So you've got like from right after the draft to training camp, you're chilling with sports. You obviously got WNBA, you've got MLB. But you don't have like prominent, prominent sports topics unless it's the Olympics are going on or like tomorrow, the start of the women's uh, the World Cup. I want to say this, but so a lot of people are on. I want to say this. You mentioned the WNBA. Shouts to uh, Sabrina Ionesco. Sabrina, that was an unbelievable twenty-five to twenty shooting performance. Uh, I'm glad Steph this because I was going to bring this up, but Steph said himself he wants to have like a battle of the sexes thing for them. And I would love to see that during an All-Star Weekend if they introduce the WNBA three-point competition versus uh, the male participants the, in the NBA. The I would love to see that. Why not? I would love I mean, to see that. that. Like, that's something that a woman could clearly win. Like, they, they're not going to win in the game of basketball because the athleticism, the speed, the quickness takes out. But shooting, anybody can shoot. And when you're at that elite level of shooting, like, going – I don't care – who you are going 25 or 27 on an all-star weekend setting with six, when you're that kind of pace, that is impressive for anybody. I don't care. She missed her first is. shot, she then made like 20 straight or some shit like that. And then closed yeah, no, out. She like went crazy. Straight. She, and then she missed, I was going to say she went, she missed her first one. Then she went, she didn't miss to like, like her first three, to last pretty rack. much three straight racks. I was going to say three straight racks, like the second rack, the, the third balls. rack, and then all the she way to the fourth one balls. until the last one. All the deep balls in between. You missed one. Oh, so, so, oh, you mean the deep, deep balls. Yes. She made them all. So, because she went, missed, she made the first, missed the first, then went through, and the next shot she missed was the last ball on the fourth rack, and then she netted all the fifth rack. So, like, she just, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Applause to her. I like where the women's game is going. Like I think, I think Asia Wilson being one of the stars of the league. If we're gonna get into a little bit of WNBA, I think her being one of the stars of the league. I think she's a great personality, and I think you need to have personality if you're gonna be a star. So it helps out that I think some these women are starting to realize that they need to be a brand too to be big. And so they're starting to try to build brand. Like, obviously, Candace has a brand because she's naturally on. She's one of the. Well, I think Instagram helps, too. I think already. I think this Instagram Instagram generation has helped the WNBA quite a bit. Um, You mentioned the Bay shows. You know, you mentioned for Undisputed and uh, and First Take. And then you mentioned because I've seen Skip teasing. 
August 28th or whatever the date is being big as well. Whenever they come back, I've seen them tease that. Yep. You know, because I would imagine what they're going to do is much like Stephen A, which is rotating guests by the sounds and that. Whichever, right? But it's funny you said Lil Wayne. Yep. Being the rapper that he is. Because I just want to give a shout out to Cameron and Mace. They got the hottest debate show out right now. It's my favorite debate show. It's short. It's sweet. It's entertaining. It's it is what it is. Go check that out. It is the best debate show, in my opinion, going right now. It's so original. Uh, it's genuine sports debate, but mixed with humor. It's unfiltered. It's nothing you're going to see on ESPN. Anywhere on network, network TV, obviously, given that it's an internet show and it's unfiltered. But, you know, the fact mm-hmm. that you said Lil Wayne joining Skip Bayless makes me really think that, you know, maybe Fox saw some of this impact that it's having on Instagram, on the internet, on YouTube. It is what it is with Cam and Mace, and they figure, oh, maybe we got to go get a rapper here. We're going to get a rapper that knows sports, and he happens to be friends with Skip. Makes me wonder a little bit if they're kind of mm-hmm. trying to bite from it is what it is. But uh, if y'all haven't seen it, go check that out. It is a great watch. It is unlike any other sports debate show that you will see. Uh, they do an amazing job over there. And, again, it's genuine sports talk, much like you get in between myself and Keenan. So uh, big shout-out to it is what it is. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I definitely want to. Now that you mentioned it, it's great. It's it hilarious. Out. There's a lot of great. There's a lot of great like podcasts and things out there. Like the Kelsey's podcast, I think is great. They do a great job. Uh, Club Shay Shay. I mean, none of these are more mainstream ones. Obviously, they're like the last mainstream ones. But like the there's a lot of great content you can find in podcasts that don't like just have to be on network TV. Even like. Comparing, I like Colin Coward on the volume with his podcast more than I like mm-hmm. him on TV. And I like Nick Wright on his What's Right podcast more than I like him mm. on TV. Not that I think they're bad at TV. They are. They're good. Even Stephen A. with the Stephen A. Mm-hmm. Smith show. I like him. I like a more mm-hmm. unfiltered than because they get to really, they get more of the floor. So they don't have obviously you have your A block and you have maybe a seventeen. You don't have to a talk block, about but you have you ain't gotta talk about the Lakers and Cowboys and you know, whatever else. You know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah, probably gonna get and not that Stephen A would talk about this, me I don't know if he would or not, but if Stephen A wants to talk about Otani, you're not getting that on first take. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna you're gonna be killed not, to death this year with the Cowboys if they're at whether they're relevant or not, you're gonna be killed yeah. to death with the Cowboys on first take, you know, yeah. during the season. Like Otani, you're going to get in a B block, a D block. six minute where you're <laughs> yeah, you Shouts like, depending on like what it is. So you would just have to kind of see like, depending on it, but like we, you could have a, Oh, you can have like a 12 minute Otani topic on like how crazy it is. Compare it. Like we did the other day, like compare it cross sport, what kind of contract he's going to get. Cause like he's making, He's a talking point of sports regardless of even though he's in baseball, which is more of a bland-ish sport. It's a regional sport. So, like, it's a, region, it's a regional sport, and it's a grandfather, I'm going to call sport. Like, the people who have it in their households young, like, who are had it in your household young are going to grow up and like baseball a lot. It's not really always going to grow, grow in viewers. They're going to kind of have, like, the same viewership every year and they might spike just a little bit because of someone like Otani. Like if say the A like say the um Angels were to make the World Series, I think the World Series would spike. 
because of the fact that the Angels are there, and you can see Mike Trout finally in a big game, and you'd see Otani in a in the biggest of games, that kind of thing. You but you won't really spike if you saw Rockies and Rays. It's like okay, that is fair to say. Like there's cool, like they're cool, they're cool, but like. Yeah, you see Aaron Judge and the Yankees make it, and they're playing the Dodgers, and you're playing Mookie Betts and the Dodgers with uh, that's the stars, and you hear names. You're like, oh, maybe I'll I tune into that. I could not name you one Colorado Rocky or one Tampa Bay Devil Ray right now, or Tampa Bay Ray. I don't think they're the Devil Rays anymore. I could not name you one player from they're each not. roster. Could not. Yeah, see, that, that's, the, then that's the point. And, like, the Rays are a really good team right now. They're like one of the three or four best records right now in the league, and they had one of the greatest starts to the season of all time. Like, they, they've they been really good all season long. It's just if you, they don't really have the p- eye-popping names. So, yeah. But did you have any more music conversation at all or that you wanted to go on with? I know we talked a little sports there was a at lot. the end there. There was but a lot I could, but uh, I think now was a good time to sign off, you know? Time. Let's uh let's listen For to this sure. music because you know like I said Travis dropped a new single Nas got a new album out Travis probably dropping next week so yep. we'll definitely be more on this music shit uh, we definitely got more football on the way for sure as training camp nears um I've got fantasy stuff that I'm like I'm putting together for viewers out there I'm putting together. Like a top 25 for 12, 24 quarterbacks, 48 running backs, 60 wide receivers, top 24 tight ends, 20 defenses, 20 kickers. Then putting together a list, and it's going to be a whole fantasy like pod where I'm going to be talking about fantasy football itself, and then daily fantasy weekly will be discussed because this year is the year I'm winning big. But fantasy football, I couldn't be more excited for. I've got... A list for the top quarterbacks in the league. What they call it? Stair- my staircase to excellence because I'm a list guy. I love to make lists. It's a great argument Street point, dog. and I just love to rank. So I've always, but I've been like that forever. So I've got. There's so much football that I'm ready to speak, and I'm actually. I almost asked you today, but I am very eager to know what your Patriots thoughts are because I have a thought, and then I have a want. Um. I have two different things. I think the here. people will get uh, plenty of very, my Patriots thoughts within a month here. Uh, the closer we get yep. to September, you will definitely you will hear too much Patriots between the months of September and February. You'll hear too much of it. So I'll say my thoughts. I definitely I, I got a lot really of thoughts. Care. I cannot wait. To, I'm like itching to talk football. Like I'm seeing more and more and more, you know, obviously as we get closer to training camp, it's more, you know, NFL related content discussions you know there's still signings hopkins picked the titans over the pets the other day um this new i got to check out the netflix series quarterback with mahomes with kirk cousins with marcus mariota that's got a lot of buzz that sounds very interesting that was i believe the mannings production team put that out um last thing i would say hard knocks yeah the jets on hard knocks last thing i want to say and i might have even said this prior when we've talked about the Peyton and eli show that they put on on monday night I wish, yeah, and I hope, I hope in the future that a streaming service gets them so they can be unfiltered. Because Peyton and Eli, I would ra- much yes. rather see them. Like, there's so many. Like, that first year they did it, I watched it maybe half the year, maybe even three quarters of the year. 
uh, last season. Yes. I did not watch any of the Manning cast unless there was a certain guest I wanted to see. Um, so I would love mm-hmm. to see them not on ESPN, on a streaming service with an alternate broadcast, um, doing it for various games and then being unfiltered because they would be much more funny, much more insightful, and I think it would just be an all-around better product. I think ESPN can, uh, you know, I think they can just Disney it up a little bit. I think there's too much guest, too much fat in the show to say. You know, they got some fat to cut out of that. So, yeah. and maybe that will happen. And then, and then they have Joe Buck and Aikman on Monday nights. And that's the thing. Too, like, so. you got a true quality team. There's not really much of a need for Manning. The Mannings there. But if you did it to where they could have, no. you know, if they were on Amazon. Yeah, Thursday. if they did Thursday nights, that would be perfect. Because, you know, yeah, that would that would be perfect, actually. Because I know Al, I know... I think no Al I think does it, but like Al's co uh, Al's color commentator is not. Yeah, Kirk Herbstreit. They're if not they a great were to team. Do Al, Kirk, Al Michaels is like a ten out of ten. You got fucking a six oh, out absolutely. of ten with him. So. He's an all time great. Yeah, no. He's an all time great. But uh, but if you if you got a, honestly, if you manage to find a way to put Al Payton and Eli, I know you want an unfiltered, but I'm just saying. That would be like, a great trio. Thinking about it, but. That would be a great trio if you had all of them in the booth. If you're not going to have them unfiltered, if you had them in the booth together, I think that would be phenomenal. So, uh, just, I like, we obviously, we've talked about it. I like Tony. Just, regardless of how you feel now about Tony, the excitement that he brings in his voice, even if he doesn't delve into sometimes anything past the stars, I still... Which I think it, he does. It, when Tony's... He does that. It depends th- on it. He just kind of can harp on quarterbacks a little bit too much. But when he, when he gets into his when it feels like a big game. I think Tony's doing like when Mike Breen's calling a game, it just feels like whatever, whatever it is. It just feels like a big game. I think Mike Tony's Tony Romo's been around so much now. He's not in the new phase. He's not in the honeymoon phase to where everyone's like, fuck this guy. Especially because he will, like, if it's the Chiefs, he's going to talk about Mahomes until he's blue in the face. If it's the Ravens, he's going to talk about Lamar Jackson until he's blue in the face. So I get it from an opposing fan's view. But, no, you're correct. From a standard viewing, I, I would much rather listen to Tony Romo than a lot of these guys. I think I think the NFL. I think Greg Olson's really good, but I honestly would ra- I'd rather listen to Tony than Greg Olson, even though I think just because of how Greg Olson come across. But I think Greg Olson, as like if you're breaking down what a calling commentator should do, I think he. Yeah, well, I was job. about to say I think across the board, the NFL has like all the A teams, like whether it's ESPN, NBC, all the A teams are at least an A to me. Uh, I think Fox with uh, Olson. I don't know the. The true uh, play-by-play guy, is it? Oh my God, what's his name? Whoever it is, he's good. What's his name? Uh, Tarico and Collinsworth are great. Buck and Aikman are great. I think I love, Aikman's I improved love. a lot over the years. I used to think Aikman was boring. Now I think Aikman is a very good color commentator. I like and Nance and Romo are great. So I think everybody's A team is top tier. Where I can't say that about the NBA. Very interested to see what happens. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy obviously got laid off by ESPN. I'm assuming he will go to TNT and join up with his brother. I'm assuming that'll happen. I hope that'll happen. I think that would be great TV. And I think Doris Burke will eventually be elevated to the A-team with Breen. And I think that's long overdue. She actually does her homework. I love listening to Doris. Um, I I think she's as good as you can get for the NBA. I like JJ a lot. JJ's pretty good. I think Mark Mark Jones and JJ together is kind of like your B-team. 
It would be my yeah. B team. I think I think whatever you do, just Richard Jefferson should not be on your. Not a not a Richard I, Jefferson I, guy. I'm not. I I'm, I like him I with like JJ. Him, same thing I like with, him with Chris Webber. I like. I think uh, fair. I, same thing with Chris Webber. I like Chris Webber as an analyst. I did not like him as a commentator, a color commentator. I like RJ when RJ like gets to make his thoughts cohesive, sit down, and give his a point and give his opinions. Even if I disagree with them, I think he does very good there, and I think he's entertaining. But I don't think he does great as a color commentator, and that's fine. You have everyone has their niche, but I just I would prefer him just. As an analyst, like, because I think Chris Webber is actually a pretty good analyst. I just he was think terrible that in the booth. When he, he was, was a terrible color in the booth. Well, in the booth, he just wasn't great. He was like watching like, a completely like, different right, game. See, I'll say this about RJ: in, I don't think he's great I, in the booth, but I don't think he's terrible either. But I think he's good. No, I don't think he's terrible. I think he's, he's good in a three-man booth with JJ, though. But in his defense, in his defense, that, compared yeah. to Chris Webber, I think last year or the last couple years that were like his first years in the booth, and at least he's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Chris Webber was on TNT for like five yeah. to seven years and never once got better. And like I would, there was like, there was a million things I could say. I just remember one time specifically, Kevin Durant made a just a regular right-handed layup and he said some shit about it being a sky hook. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy watching? Like, what the fuck is he watching? I think Grant Hill, man, you're just gonna get me on a rant because I we gotta go here, but. Like, I don't think Grant Hill's that great. I think Grant Hill makes good points during his uh. When he's in the booth, like I think he does make good points and will make mm-hmm. valid, you know, basketball analysis. But he also sounds like he's fucking like in a library or he's like watching paint dry. He sounds very unenthused by the game, uh, you know. So whatever. Who am I to be critical? I, like I could not be. I Actually, could not do their job. But uh, there's there's people I'd I, rather. At some hear. point, I do think I could there's do their people job. People I'd rather hear than Grant Hill because I mean I'm in school to do their job. Well, but, go replace I mean, them. I'm in school go to do repl- par- Go replace Grant Hill's job. bitch. No, I don't want to say that was disrespectful. Grant Hill's a Hall of Famer. I wish. <laughs> disrespectful. I wish D Wade, and I wish D Wade and Candace Parker, would get more in the color. And I think they will. At least Candace Parker. I love them. I love them. Dwayne Wade's a. Dwayne Wade's a natural. I can't believe how good he is in the studio. He and is. He's like he does that part time. Candace Parker, she's poised to be a star immediately after she retires from the WNBA. She does such great work with TNT. Jamal Crawford too. Jamal Crawford's amazing. He does a great job. Crawford's TNT does great. it right. They do everything right. And yeah, they'll get Draymond. The, they'll the get same. Draymond as soon as Draymond retires. I got a lot of Draymond thoughts. Um, we'll get back. We'll get back to sports next week. I got a lot of Draymond thoughts. Draymond's been cooking on the internet. I mean, he had a wild twenty four hours. I don't know if you saw this, Keenan. Now I'm just going to get into it because I just already brought it up. But he replied. Jordan Poole's dad basically called him a bitch. Draymond replied to him. But the most entertaining part was there was a fake NBA account that put out a fake KG quote talking about, like, Draymond, come see me. And Draymond called KG out. about Again, it's a fake quote. So he fake called KG or he real life called KG out about this fake quote talking about KG. I tried you my rookie year. You didn't do shit come see me now and it wasn't even real and i think kg replied to it like bro that's a it's a fake quote what are you talking like you know what i mean so draymond had a <laughs> yeah a wild 24 hours and i think that also coincided with him being on the pat bev podcast yeah i think that's what started that was yeah. his quotes from the pat bev podcast and then jordan Poole's yeah, dad replied to that draymond replied to that and then again went on to reply to the fake quote which is an all-time nba twitter moment so 
you know, Twitter, Twitter is on its decline. It's not what it once was, but you will Elon still. Elon Musk. It's partly Elon saying. Musk. There's a lot of factors. I could go. I could go on. A, I could have a Twitter podcast one day with some OG Twitter users for sure. But NBA Twitter will forever be the gift that keeps on giving. Um, you know, you can have a random day in July like yesterday where you get all that from Draymond Green. So thank you for that, Draymond. Um, look, we really got to go. It's past 1230 here on the East Coast. Keaton, it was great talking to you. This is a very fun podcast. Uh, shouts was. to the listeners. Shouts I'm to really the viewers. Glad. Really happy about it. Like, subscribe, follow YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that. Our Twitter's pretty dry, so forget our Twitter. But TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We are new to tic- we are new on new to TikTok. The Warner In Brothers the podcast. You'll find us everywhere on that. Instagram, Warner Brothers Podcast, YouTube, the Warner Brothers Podcast. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do all of all the above. All platforms are going to be coming out with content, especially with the foot with football coming up. Music we've got basketball. It feels weird. It just ended, but it's still right around the corner. It's got a couple months until it's there. Every we're it's about to be littered with content, and I'm excited littered with guests. It's going to be fun. So stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming. And we are out. <laughs>